0: I just loved looking at the sky. And then every now and then I'd be like, oh, I'm supposed to be driving a car.
1: rock paper shotgun electronic wireless show it's episode 35 uh, february 28th the last day of february um i'm here now with john walker hello and adam smith hello and it's good hi How, guys how's the weather where you are
2: i see what you've done there is you've introduced the topic in a roundabout sort of fashion. It's not even a roundabout; it's a really direct fashion. Well, I don't live inside a video game, and that's how I'm arguing it's roundabout. Um, it's snowing. It's not snowing. It's not even trying to snow. It's blue sky, <laughs> and everyone can <laughs> off.
1: Do you know what I love? That you, you, you complaining about it, that you don't have snow in Bath in England, and I'm in Bilbao in Spain, and we have snow.
2: It's all just because I ran over that that strange old crone's dog when i was a child
1: the snow crone yeah shouldn't have done that to be fair
2: shouldn't have backed over it afterward that's where i went wrong shouldn't have been driving as a child i mean this is a story that hasn't got any good parts
0: <laughs> snowing here it's snowing here up in manchester it's thick on the ground um it's cold it's miserable i hate do you want my snow john
2: Please do, may FedEx. I'm going to FedEx the snow.
0: I'll do it. I'd love it if a man knocked on the door in two days and just presents you with a cool glass of water.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, it's snow, it's weather. We're talking about the weather. We're talking about weather and games as opposed to the weather outside our windows because that would be dull. It might still be dull.
0: It is going to still be dull. It's not. I've got some great Weathering game stories. Great ones. Adam arrives here prepared, John. Doesn't just come
1: and start making up stories about his childhood driving lessons. <laughs>
2: I've I've played some games. <laughs> Great. I imagine one or two of them had weather in. <laughs> I can blag my way through this.
1: Uh, weather. What games have good weather?
0: I've got my I've got my top five. Wow. You really did come prepared. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I I say my top five, the the top five that I thought of this morning. Um, there's the obligatory Witcher three. It is mm. really good, but it's the the thing of talking about the weather in the Witcher three does feel a bit like saying, "Oh, that's a nice painting." When you're looking at like a sublime, romantic painting, we all know it's good. It's fine. There's not a lot interesting to say about it. Witcher three does really beautiful weather. The kind of weather that I actually like to stop and look at and enjoy. Uh, Mad Max has great weather and the best skyboxes ever. Um, that's that's These are in order. And then I've <laughs> gone for one that's personal towards Brendan, which is the crew. Oh. Remember when we did our coast-to-coast really? drive on the crew? Yeah, and there was a whole period of it where I was in the deep south and it rained for what felt like days, and I loved it. It was like being lost in... Um, just uh, the it was like the end of the world, but with drizzle, uh, and there was something about that that was really appealing. It wasn't dramatic at all. It was just really, really grim weather, uh, and then that leads me on to everybody's gone to the Rapture, which does the best British weather I've ever seen, because um, again, it's got the the kind of lack of drama that the best British weather has, and then I went with the long dark. So That's why you might, I yeah, you might I'm very predictable. Does the long darks weather? change yeah or is it just constantly cold it's it's different varieties different intensities so you get like blizzards and but but the thing is it's not just how they look they're really cool like if you go out in a blizzard visibility is so poor and you're dying of the cold and it's very harrowing but it's the thing that i really love about is the sound like uh when you're inside a building and a blizzard starts you can hear the whole building start to creak and it just feels like this enormous pressure is just crushing you from the outside. And I love it. But it's also kind of tranquil. It has that beautiful thing of being inside where you're warm and outside the world's ending and you're just like, I'm okay. This is The fact it's colder outside makes inside feel even warmer.
2: You're okay for 13 seconds until you mysteriously get hungry again.
0: Yeah. yeah. Having
2: just eaten that entire deer five minutes ago.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. The, the cold weather. It's been snowing here for two days now, and I've eaten yeah. four deer just to stay alive.
2: Just this morning? Yeah. Goodness me. You need more See, calories
0: I'm... to keep the energy. You even. won't hear Charlie today. That's all I'm saying. Hey, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's He was
0: both my breakfast and he's my hat. <laughs> God damn it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just typical, isn't it? <laughs> Charlie, really, really. I don't know if you wrote my joke or made it. Come here. Hey. Okay, I didn't kill my dog. I didn't kill my dog. We all know I didn't kill my dog now, that's good, right? So <laughs> what we
2: have learned is that you should.
0: <laughs> or I've got a barking hat. That's two
1: jokes about dog killing in the space of eight minutes. So
2: God. Well, that's the topic this week, wasn't it? Dog killing?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna add North Guards, Snow and Blizzards. To this mm, to, to your long darks
0: like mechanical weather as well like i mean yeah. long dark is as well but much more so in north guard yeah, yeah because in north guard is the uh
1: real-time strategy game of vikings and bears and berserkers oh my and it has normal weather like normal seasons and then whenever you get to winter one of the seasons uh, or Some winters can just be awful and the blizzards come and they just use like three times as much wood or something to keep everybody warm people die, if they starve
0: it's horrible the horrible, horrible blizzard it's brilliant There's a um, you know, a distinction to be made between really beautiful weather and actual meaningful weather because for all the Witcher 3s weather is gorgeous and Uh, It has these beautiful skyboxes and it looks like storms are actually moving across the sky. That's my favorite thing about it. It's like it's not just a state. It's actually, it feels like it's present in the world, but it doesn't really do very much. You know, Mm. things get muddy and wet, but, you know, you're still just doing the same stuff. Whereas in something like Northgard or The Long Dark, it is meaningful. And that's also true in a lot of strategy games. This is an obscure weather story. So a very obscure paradox game called March of the Eagles, which is a Napoleonic War game. Uh, and the first time I ever played that was in a big multiplayer game. And, uh, and I lost dramatically because I got all my armies on a border, didn't check what the weather was like and just sent them into mud and rain and they couldn't move anymore. And then they got surrounded and killed. They just absolutely massacred. And it was all because of the weather. And I thought if
2: only there was a historical
0: precedent for this and I could have known. <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> uh,
2: so I was thinking about this in advance for the podcast in the preparatory period, and I was thinking, actually, I know we're not allowed to say it, Uh-oh. but uh, 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 Zelda, I knew it was going to be Zelda. Well, here's the yeah. thing I'm not, but I'm not going to go, oh, it's so great, it's so amazing because it is like the sunsets and the sunrises are spectacular, they make you want to stop playing and just watch, they're absolutely beautiful, but the weather's just a tedious inconvenience in that game. Mm. People say, oh, the thunderstorms are so realistic, yeah, they're so realistic, I have to put all my metal. All of the eight shields and ten swords I'm mysteriously holding have to realistically hide them under my jumper
1: To be fair, I've not heard anyone call the thunderstorms realistic I've heard them talk about it, but I haven't seen anyone say realistic I
2: wrote wrote a thing on RPS a while back about um, how uh, there's no good thunderstorms in games And people said, oh yeah, but the thunderstorms in, in, in Breath of the Wild, they all said so you have to you have to react to them. You have to find shelter, and it's like yeah. But even just the rain in Breath of the Wild means you can't climb anymore, and that's awful. So you have to sit I... there waiting for the bloody rain to stop. That's not See, fun. That doesn't bother me. I didn't mind that because I just kind
1: of. I I just accepted that I can't climb and go and did something else.
0: But I'm in the
2: middle of something. I'm right in the middle of it. I've been spending ages getting to this point, and oh, now the game's just randomly decided that I'm not allowed to to, to play now. No, I just just start a fire and wait.
1: (laughs) The thing that annoyed me in Breath of the Wild is that the rain is sometimes permanent in some areas and sometimes random in other areas, and it doesn't give you any way to tell between the two so you don't so sometimes you weird around thinking well this rain will stop in a few minutes and it just doesn't uh and i I think that's annoying they should have made it i don't know purple rain or something chocolate rain some kind of different rain that i would be able to tell was permanent and specific to an area definitely not heavy rain no
2: You can kind of figure it out by finding where the border is, and you just step over it, and suddenly it's sunny again. And you go,
1: oh, I see. But even the borders are a bit, like, flaky, you know? You'll you'll travel a long way, it'll stop, and then you'll start travelling back thinking, oh, it was random. And then it'll be a good few metres before it comes back, and you're like, oh, no, it wasn't.
2: See, so I'm going to argue that weather in games is almost always an inconvenience to the player rather than a bonus. Much like day-night cycles, which I'm they're banned. I'm done. I'm done with them. <laughs> they're gone from games because there is maybe there in history of games. There's maybe been two games where it's as fun to play at nighttime as it is in the daytime, and the rest of them it's just less fun to be playing for fifty percent of the time because they've decided to make it hard to see things.
1: How oh, are we gonna? Get
2: all the Pokemon that come out at night. Well, you can, you have a button, you're allowed to have a button to change between the two, but no more day night cycles. They're silly to start with because days aren't 20 minutes long, they're 24 (coughs) hours long. I've checked, I've counted, I've checked, I've measured on a clock. And they're definitely twenty four hours. And and I, when I play a game, I don't play a character who moves thirty times faster than reality. I play a character who moves at reality speed. So in that case, stop it.
1: Kinder point. Okay. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain. Whenever you play at night, nothing. Mu- not not much changes. It's a good s- argument so far. Yeah. You can still you can still see things. But if you keep invading places at night and trying to sneak around at night, the enemies will start wearing night vision goggles and then it becomes an inconvenience. So it only becomes an inconvenience if you
2: overuse it. And is it also an inconvenience because it's harder to see at the same time? It's not
1: harder to see at night. The brightness is still high. It just, everything is just a
2: little tinted. (laughs) Well, I I did very carefully say that there are two games because I don't think anyone listening is going to be able to think of (laughs) more than two games that accept this rule.
1: I think weather's fine and I think day and night cycles are fine. I think you're grumpy.
2: Well, you're wrong.
0: I'm a big fan of games that um, that do a more uh, reasonable version of a day passing. And I'm going to go back to Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Because Everybody's Gone to the Rapture kind of does day and night, but only because the game takes place in real time. So as you play through the game, the sky changes, the light changes, because it's getting later, but in real time. And it does it so well, because by the end of the game, it really does feel like it's moving toward dusk. And you realize that the entire world looks completely different, which is true to life. You know, it has that, um, that quality of, um, of just a world changing by the light on it. Um, and yeah, I, I very rarely, um, you know, you don't get that from Day Night Cycles. I, I agree with John to that extent. Day Night Cycles are this strange abstraction. Uh, I, I quite like them sometimes but again I'm struggling to think of two games that I definitely yeah. like them in um, so I think I like the concept of them but that's partly because I like horror games so nighttime's good and fun because... Oh if it's... your whole
2: game's built around nighttime, then you've yeah, designed yeah. it for it but most of the time they just seem to design for daytime and then make it dark
0: Yeah I know what you mean, yeah. Dying Light does it well actually because day and night are completely different things. Um, you know you're out in the day and it's more of a scavenging Survival type game, and then at night it turns into a survival horror game. And there's a really nice feeling once night starts to approach, and you get you set an alarm on your watch and it beeps to say you've got an hour to get, which isn't a real hour, you know, because accelerated Sorry. time, but uh, you know, you've got to get to shelter, and if you don't, then the really horrible things start to come out. And it has that great thing of just yeah, making the night something to actually fear, and, and it doesn't it's not pitch black again, yeah, because that is a problem. I always um respect the idea of making night really dark because uh you know, yeah, go for it. You know, go full in on that idea. If there's no artificial light around, make it dark as hell. But uh yeah, it is mostly just irritating. I like that we've just lumped nighttime in as another
1: form of weather. It is weather. <laughs> it is, yeah. it is a weather. Yeah.
2: If sunshine is weather, then night gloom is the weather too. Moon gloom, I call it. There are some weathers that don't really have that much of a
1: bearing on it, like The Witcher 3. Uh, I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, the storms and that, like the sea storms.
0: Yeah, they're more spectacle, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they do
1: nothing, really. Like, they're not, they don't affect the way you play the game in any way. Oh, what about that
0: Sailor Way game
1: that you played, Brendan? Oh, it, it has... See
0: it has good weather
1: and it's yeah, alright, so I should explain sail away. Sail away is a simulation game where you play on a sailboat and you sail in real time and the weather is uh it's applied to your boat and its surroundings according to what the weather is like in that part of the world at that time. Um so it all the data is taken from some weather websites and stuff like that. So the wind and the whether it's foggy or raining or whatever is all is all put into the simulation.
2: Black and white pretended it was going to do that. Did it? Yeah, they said it would check your local weather forecast and change the game in game weather. I assume it didn't. That did not happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, CLR
1: does this. Uh so you can bring your boat to any part of the world where there is an actual hurricane happening and try and seal in this hurricane um I've tried it once it was very difficult um mm. especially if you don't know what the ropes are called and stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it does have amazing like weather and sea storms and it, it to the point where i I did a northwest passage uh sealing trip for like multiple weeks I said, the boat automatically to follow this course and then i checked in on it every once in a while and uh sometimes i would log in and it would just be dead there'd be no wind it would just be foggy in real life it would just be covered in ice but the simulation hasn't added the ice yet Or well, i don't
0: know if it will it's coming out of early access really soon so
1: yeah i think it See. is today or is it yeah yeah or something um yeah, it was. Sometimes you just log on, you just be dead in the water. You couldn't maybe can do anything, so you just had to wait until the weather picked up if you wanted to keep on that route. Um, which I imagine would be very irritating for you, John. <laughs> if you don't like not being able to climb in Zelda, <laughs> going at zero knots per hour is probably zero knots is probably uh, do you, can not you, ideal. Can you
2: just pick up a book or listen to a podcast on this boat? Because if so, I, that sounds like the best.
1: I mean, you can. But you, you know, you'll be all tabbing. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how realistic that feels to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a weirdly calming game. It's really nice. Uh, they must have updated different things about it since I played. But uh, I recommend anyone who likes ropes and boats and
0: weaves to take a look at it. Fraser Brown, who writes a premature evaluation column and lots of other things for us. Uh, I can tell this story because he referenced it in his last premature evaluation, so he obviously doesn't mind it being public knowledge. Uh, got lost on a real yacht on holiday a couple of years ago. Uh, he what? was out with some like some relatively experienced uh, yachts people, sailors, whatever. I believe
2: they're called yotterers.
0: Yotaras. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah. Yotties. And, um, and yeah, they, and there was a storm and they decided they were going to brave the storm and then ended up, (laughs) he sent me a picture of himself, like hiding below decks, looking like he was half dead. And I was like, oh my God, this is quite funny. And then I realized it wasn't funny. It was actually a real thing. And they were stuck in a storm and they got lost completely. Great.
2: Did they wake up on a mysterious island?
0: Well, I've not seen him since. He fi- he still files copy to me, but I don't know where it comes from.
2: <laughs> Should Check those IPs. Yeah. See if they match up to our human IPs. Yeah. The IP is just in wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope it was like All is Lost. Have, has everyone seen All is Lost? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's a good film. No, what's All is Lost? It's Robert Redford being uh, stuck on a boat, stuck on a yacht in the middle of a very big storm on his own. Not saying anything. So good. Cool. It's sort of like if you took The Martian and put it in the middle of the sea. Just one thing going wrong after another, and an extraordinarily competent man trying to cope with that.
1: Have you seen Hell in the Pacific? No, I have. Yeah, it's about a Japanese and a US pilots washing up on a on a Pacific. Oh, you're thinking of island.
2: Skull Island what? Yeah, that's the how Kong Skull Island opening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no, you're thinking of Far Cry six. <laughs> uh, um it, it it's not it's nothing like that one that you described all as lost, but it's got a good ending.
2: It's an, it is another film though, and that's what we have in common. <laughs> it's got weather in it. Yeah. What's your favourite weather, Brendan? In games or in reality? In real life I don't care about games, real life.
1: Um I don't know. It's all it's all just Inside weather. Room <laughs> like temperature. like inside
2: fireworks? It's like a little watering can for rain.
1: I like running the tap.
2: Showers. <laughs> Showers
0: are good. Showers aren't weather. Oh, my God. The sun and the moon are weather. The moon's sand. weather, that. Nice. Yeah, the moon's weather. Of course it is. When I say, like, weather, I mean skyboxes, and they're mostly the moon. <laughs>
1: um, I like snow. I like snow. Yeah. Um, I love snow. I'm glad I've got all the snow. Oh, no, actually, storms. Storms are the best. Obviously. Big apocalyptic mad storms where the
0: thunder rolls. You've gone from a warm shower to big apocalyptic storms. Well, they're very similar, aren't they? <laughs> well, I don't know what your showers are like. My God. Oh, we've, got share, we've got to share a room together in at GDC for a week, and if I hear any apocalyptic noises coming from the shower... I am, I'm pulling the alarm. I'll just come out with like buckets full of water
1: and start throwing them around the room. <laughs> it's a storm, Adam. <laughs> bat the hatches.
0: You know you know that bat the hatches is, isn't referring to a type of rope, yeah? That's a, you're, you're batting jib, and dying jib, the hatches. Jib the mainsail. Don't talk to me about sealing.
1: I've played sealing sim, all right? seal away i know what a jib is
0: <laughs> do you like the cut of it is that that's where it comes from isn't it
2: yeah
1: It yeah it, that's where it comes from mm-hmm. etymologically speaking yeah we are always speaking etymologically that's... i'm not what other weathers in games let's get this back on track um uh, there's magger solid 5 again has dust storms which i enjoy because you'd be hiding you be you be sneaking, and <laughs> and then suddenly there's a dust storm and you be running, because you're making use of the cover. I think that's that's a good way that the, a
0: game can give you some weather that does something rather than it just looks good. I can't believe I've been waiting for someone else to say it, but no one else is gonna, so I'm gonna have to, aren't I? But stalker, stalker, stalkers on my list.
1: Um, Because somebody said it uh, when we asked our listeners.
0: Well, Stalker Um, has, you know, really apocalyptic weather uh, in the sense that it'll boil your blood and tear your organs out. You know, it's I don't know if that class is weather, to be honest. Again, this is a bit of a hazy area, isn't it? Stalker does have really good actual weather, but it also has, you know, points when the sky turns red and everything's blood and you're just like, okay, that's not normal. But I think that is the stalker equivalent of a rainstorm it's just slightly more dramatic when you say everything is covered in blood i don't think i ever saw that in stalker no that's just me in real life when it happens because i panic <laughs> uh, no it's a, you know you get the um the, yeah the big red storms and yeah it feels uh, what i mean is the world feels like it's covered in blood it's not actually
1: uh, so the blood moon rises once
0: again absolutely okay there's a there's i i have to my obligatory silent hill mention as well there's an entire silent hill Ooh. game based around uh weather which is silent hill downpour and when i say it's an entire silent hill game based around the content of weather sometimes it rains that's it <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good but it's you know they, they named the game after it silent hill downpour uh, does it does something change when it rains? Well, you know how in Silent Hill every now and then the world goes a bit manky and weird and there's yeah. barbed wire and rust and blood everywhere. Blood again, always blood. Uh and it's just like, oh no, it's the creepy other world. In Silent Hill Downpour, the creepy other world is just a bit like Manchester on a dull afternoon. It's just like, oh, it's raining. That's creepy. It's weird. <laughs> Feels like it was made by people who've never seen rain and are terrified of it which is definitely not true because I think they were Polish, the company that made it, and they know about rain. Yeah, it's not very good, sadly. So not as good as the fog in the first one. Well, exactly. And fog is a good game thing because fog can be used to limit visibility in ways. John probably hates it because it's inconvenient, (laughs) (laughs) but but it can be really effective. I'm old enough to remember
2: when all games had fog. It was always foggy gaming. It's like people who remember London being smoggy. Back in the 90s, all games were, all 3D games were foggy and then finally they got rid of the pollution.
1: That's worth a little, That's worth an article by itself probably. (laughs) Remember, remember when games had smog.
2: (laughs) And there was always a policeman on every corner. You could leave your door open. You could just leave your baby lying in the street.
1: Uh, rain world had some rain.
2: I was about to say Rain World because I thought that was clever of me to have thought of it by looking up at the comments on my thunderstorm article.
1: Um, it 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 it's got good rain, um, strong rain, very strong rain, rain that will crush your bones.
2: Um, I want to say a game that if if Adam said it, we'd all have to shout House because he would have then mentioned all of his games. Oh this God! Podcast. Uh, Pro Proteus. Does Proteus have weather? Beautiful weather. Proteus has musical weather. Yeah. But I thought it was
1: just the same weather. No. oh, The whole time. Do you know what Proteus is? It's that game where you're walking around and nothing happens. That's the one. There's frogs. Musical frogs. And stones that you
0: mm, go near. And grass. Lots of grass. And there's rain that sings. Well, it's like. It goes plinky-plonky, plinky-plonky, and it's lovely. Yeah. You should have played it more. And there's little frogs. Do you know about the frogs? Yeah, I just said about Did the frogs. Did you say about the frogs? Sorry, stopped listening. <laughs> 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 I was assuming you didn't know about the frogs. Yeah. Proteus was all right. It was, you walked around in it. It was a beautiful transcendental experience. Wait, is Proteus
2: part of my bingo card i don't know I, su- I suddenly panicked after i was saying it he's definitely on pips but
0: uh, yeah i don't think it is on mine i like it's it no not on mine. my the, i can complete mine probably by mentioning crusader kings 2 there you but go that's too similar no, to there's one the more there's one more
1: out there's one more adam you haven't thought of wait what what is it what do i always
0: xcom XCOM, XCOM. See, X... i put
2: that on Alex. I think Alec has that on his. And you can, we can only have one. Yeah. Game
0: each. If we can have like a Venn diagram bingo card, then we <laughs> both. But uh, Venn diagram bingo, That someone should make that game. I'd play it as long as there were thunderstorms.
2: Really disruptive thunderstorms. That mean your ink doesn't work when you want <laughs> to. And every five minutes it's
0: nighttime and you can't see the card anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we
2: have any other ones, just
0: to round this off?
1: Any other good examples of weather, weather, weather in games?
2: Minecraft?
1: My- Minecraft does have weather. It's quite good. it has
0: biomes as well. It does, but it does rain nicely. And it does, doesn't does it do special music when it rains, or is that my imagination? I still don't
1: know how Minecraft music works, because it it does react to things that are happening in the game. But sometimes you can't see those things. Mm. It's very beautiful stuff music, in the way actually.
0: I always forget how good it is. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah.
2: See the game that made me think about all this a while back was Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Oh, I love that game. Beautiful thunderstorms. Didn't have any effect on the game at all. Mm. But they were very beautiful. And then you they very sensibly recorded real world or bought off of Sound of C D real world thunderstorm noises. So it wasn't it wasn't like a so often just a man in a room going but it was actually thunder.
0: I sat at the top of the mountain. That was a transformer doing
2: the weather, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought I thought there was lightning outside.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Adam, you were saying.
0: Uh, I I sat on top of the big tall mountain in that game, and uh, and a thunderstorm was kind of happening off in the distance. And you know, people I've seen in our comments already. People have talked about how they stop and watch thunderstorms in the Witcher Three. Uh, I did that in Yonder, and I genuinely just sat there watching it. I wasn't doing anything else. I was just sitting there and just watching this thing happen and listening to it, and it was extraordinary. Um, it's it, it's really hard to capture how uh, good that game looks in stills, uh, but it is really beautiful. We will link to some articles about that. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yonder, Clyde, Cra- Clyde Cratcher, Criminals. That's the one. <laughs> the Cloud Cruncher. <clears throat> But unless we have
2: anything more to add weather-wise, I'm going to move this on. Venn diagram, thunderstorm simulator 2, cloud cruncher.
1: That's what you need to make developers get to work. Make sure it has a day and night cycle. (laughs) Right.
2: Next. Next.
1: Let's talk about what we've been playing that may or may not have weather. Um Adam. Oh I. whether the water
0: where the, tastes like, like the, wine has weather. Where the rain tastes like wine. Now where the water tastes like wine. I I'm doing a big sigh. Listen. <sighs> Why are you sighing? Because I mean, I already know what you're saying. Yeah, you told us before this, but this is this is whether what tastes like wine is the um, uh, game that's kind of uh, written by uh, um, a big super group of uh, writers uh, who are either writers for games or about games or both. Um, and it's uh, about traveling around um, America during the Great Depression and as a kind of skeletal hobo um, and discovering people's stories, listening to stories, observing stories and then sharing those stories down the road around campfires uh, and basically exploring um, uh, America's past um, uh, and building this, this shaggy dog story uh, of your own made up of other people's stories. Uh, and everything about that is something that I really want to love. Uh, and I don't love it, and it makes me sad that I don't, because there's so much about it that I like, uh, conceptually, uh, there's there's moments of the writing which I adore, there's uh, the aesthetic of it I like to an extent, but I just find it quite dull to play. Uh, and um, yeah, the review will be live by the time uh, people are listening to this. Um, and. It's a very conflicted review, because it's not that I think there's nothing of value in it. I think there's lots of value in it, but I just think that the the structure of it as a game and the things that you have to do to access um, the, the, the 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 things that I like in the game um, feel like they're at loggerheads of each other. Uh, you spend a lot of time walking around a fairly empty map, just hoovering up icons, basically, which is um, uh, which are the stories. Uh, and then the stories are currency that you exchange to get more stories. And I can see an, a version of that that's really appealing, uh, but this isn't it. And I, I'm not going to backseat design it and say what I would have done. I don't know. Cause I think that um, the, the, there's an imperfect idea about this, um, the, the way it deals with narrative. And I give um, credit to the, developers because I think they know that to an extent I think that the imperfection is part of uh the theme of it it's 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 about loose threads and it's about um trying to find truth in things that have no um that have no real kind of firmness to them uh and I think all of that is is uh to an extent intentional but I think there's a big gap between um the um, the kind of narrative conceits and the actual mechanics of playing which are, you know, eerily similar to what I do in a lot of AAA games which is walking around a map and hoovering of icons uh, so I can get more icons and I just don't find it compelling and it's such a shame because um, I, I, I want people to um, experience the best parts of it um, because I think they're absolutely... Uh, worth experiencing, but I can't wholly recommend that people endure the the effort of finding them. So that's why I sighed That's what the that's that's the expanded version of my sigh. That was a long sigh.
2: Well, if you go back, because you've got this as an MP three, if you go back to the original sigh, mm. and open it in your copy of Audacity, slow uh, it down. Slow it down. You'll hear it all right there.
0: You will. It's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Sad. S- So sad news. Have you been
1: playing anything else or is it just water, water, water?
0: No, I've also been playing All All Walls Must Fall, which is the um, 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 game set in Berlin, uh, specifically in Berlin's nightclubs, uh, in this kind of uh, neon noir future um, uh, where the Cold War never ended and you play as a character who's been sent back in time and is kind of trapped in a time loop and you're trying to break this cycle of um, of kind of uh, political horror uh, and what that involves is uh, this isometric um, semi-turn-based, semi-real-time it kind of moves to the beat of music so everything pauses when you pause but it feels kind of like real-time it's, it feels more action than it looks uh, and it's kind of a hybrid of um, some aspects of Invisible Ink, some aspects of the original Syndicate, um, uh, but with its own spin. Um, with the you can start to manipulate time. Um, it's really really stylish. Um, I don't think there's enough substance there, but um, uh, it's it's very repetitive. Uh, you are mostly just walking through nightclubs and either uh persuading people or fighting people. Um but I kinda like it. I i wish there was more to it. Uh it's not quite a sigh this one. But um but it's not, you know, a
2: Is it more of a sort of
0: It's it's a um It's like a hidden yawn.
1: Like you know, when you yawn but you're trying to hide it so you just
2: No, no, that's that's, nice that's
0: too cruel. Um but it's it's if it if it was a nightclub, you'd probably enjoyed being there but then when you left you'd, you'd you'd really regret the hangover and you wouldn't go back it's descriptive yeah but it's really stylish and i give it a lot of credit for that
2: um, <laughs> well you know what they say substance over style will ruin a game
0: that's absolutely true yeah yeah but it's these two games actually with really distinct and very bold um moods and aesthetics uh and um, I think All Walls Must Fall nails its uh its mood better because it's a much smaller uh canvas. Uh it is looking at this very specific kind of grungy but slightly seductive nightlife in this, you know, weird, um exaggerated version of Berlin's nightlife and, and it and it gets that absolutely spot on. It's really uh really enjoyable and it's really like I say it's very bold. Um but and I think where the water tastes like wine um feels like i mean and again i I hesitate to criticize it for this because i I think it's very knowing and very intentional so so I'm not saying oh, they did this and they didn't really understand what they were doing, but it is a game about retelling stories and I think that a lot of the the things that it's doing are intentionally reminding you of other things and because of that, for all that it's extraordinary to play a game that is based around folk tales and based around urban legends and and that is about storytelling you know that is a really exciting idea um none of it feels that fresh to me uh it does in the form it's in but then because i haven't particularly enjoyed messing around with that form dealing with that form it just feels structurally flawed Hmm. yeah
1: sorry uh, that's okay. Maybe John has been playing something
2: better. I've been playing... I can never remember what I've played when I play the next game, so I just had a look at the list. I've played loads of things recently for work. Well, pick, pick one you like. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Been playing... We've been arguing about the pronunciation. Freely angry. Got quite heated. Vigante.
1: Vagante. 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 Vagante.
2: That's how Dracula would pronounce it. <laughs> uh, which is, it's been out for four years in Early Access, but I've not played it before. It's sort of, if someone went, if you went and played Spelunky and you thought, oh, who made this ridiculously easy game for idiots? Then Vagante is the game for you. Vagante. Vagante. Ah, ah, ah. Um, uh, so it's a platformer... It's a sort of yeah very sort of pixel platformer come RPG with different classes and um lots of roguelikey things in there so the potions and the scrolls are all random colors and have random effects until you identify them and but it's just outrageously difficult um and you die a lot and despite that I've had quite a lot of fun playing it I started off hating it thinking this is stupid you d- this is just this is just silly but you incrementally improve I say to quote my own review I haven't published yet Um, the incremental improvements have to be recorded with time-lapse photography but they are there and so i'm slowly getting better and better at this incredibly difficult game not to the point where you could tell and if you (laughs) watch me play you probably think it was still my first go but you should you didn't see my actual first go so that's that's how you can tell and normally really tough games just annoy me because they just feel smug but this one doesn't actually feel very smug about it. it just it just really is very difficult, but r- reasonably so. I wonder how you would feel about
1: Celeste.
2: I'm t- I'm tempted to have a go because it looks so pretty and everyone's raving about it, but I do worry I'll just get frustrated with it for being brash about being difficult. That's the thing, vagante isn't in any way... Um, doesn't lord it over you that you die, doesn't... <laughs> you failed, loser. Like so many uh-huh. of these super difficult games. Because that's how the people who like super difficult games behave, so they want their games to behave that way. Celeste is
0: totally not like that at all, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, Celeste, Celeste. Uh, let me just quickly find the because I think I quoted in my review. It, it lets you modify pretty much everything to make it as easy as you hard as you want. Here it is, yeah. Um, on one of the menus it just says, uh, we understand that every player is different. If Celeste is inaccessible to you due to its difficulty, we hope that Assist mode will allow you to still enjoy it and it basically lets you do anything you can slow down time you can give yourself double jumps or triple jumps you can make yourself invincible you can do whatever you want and then there's this beautiful thing you collect strawberries are these collectibles that are strawberries they don't do anything they're just there if you want to collect them because you enjoy collecting them but they don't unlock anything they don't change the game at all it's just and you even get like a little you get letters from your mother in between levels and one wow. of them just says hey there are these strawberries on the mountain uh, get them if you want them, but they don't matter. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> nice. And uh, and uh, you get a postcard at one point that says, be proud of your death count. The more you die, the more you're learning.
2: Oh, Cuphead fans must be furious. <laughs> <laughs> they allow other people to play a game I'm playing. I think that all games should be exclusively designed so only my fingerprint can access them. And then everyone else <laughs> has to try to play, but not be able to because they don't have my fingerprints.
0: But I, I, I mean, Celeste is one of my favorite games for a long long time and and it's it's got this really wonderful thing where and it was only like midway through it that i kind of realized that the way that it approaches difficulty in being this incredibly challenging game but giving you these options to assist yourself is absolutely uh tied to the story which is all about uh, this young woman who's overcoming a lot of difficulties in her life and is looking for support and is looking for help. And the game is saying to you the whole time, look, if it's too hard, you can ask for help. It's okay. And that's absolutely the message of the game. It's beautiful.
2: Uh, features editor, can I play this game now when I finished writing my Vegante review? Yes,
0: please do. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. I've
2: yeah. also played, so I also played Orwell Ignorance of Strength, which is the sequel to Orwell. And unfortunately, they just seem to have made a lot of really silly decisions. So Orwell was a very silly game that was quite fun to play where you're a, a spy. Well, you're not even a spy. It's your t- first day on the job and they say, here, have access to all of human information. Um, and your job is to uh, <laughs> oh. go through this incredibly um, intrusive uh, spying software to find out who's doing a terrorist bomb. And then you report to your handler. And the reason you can see everything is because it prevents your handler who seems to actually work for the government from having access to this material because that makes it okay. And then, so what you choose to pass on to her determines how she perceives the story. So that's a really interesting idea. Um, Unfortunately, they've broken the sequel up into three parts for seemingly no reason. They're all coming out within a month. And then... Um, it's not a very interesting start and it has all the same flaws as the last game and nothing new. So I think they would rather shot themselves in the foot breaking it up, because apparently parts 2 and 3 will introduce new stuff, which will make sense. I'm very interested to play. Um, but they're also sort of obliged to review the game they released. Um, so that's a shame.
1: So you feel like um, they should have just, I don't know, cut the first part and well, just no, I think, let I think you think get on with the new stuff?
2: My theory, well yeah, they... they, they... They needed to come. So the first game, you're trying to stop terrorists. The second game, uh, some guy who maybe works for the government is missing, but you don't not really know who he is or care. And there's some other guy who writes an anti-government blog, who said something on the game's equivalent to Twitter that he didn't that he didn't want him to be around any much longer or something like that. And he's sort of. eh. So it's like a murder a murder investigation, but it's not even a murder investigation because there's no evidence that he's even dead. He's just missing and it just doesn't There's nothing grabbing or interesting about about it it's also the strangest thing about that about the the orwell universe is that it's set in a country called the nation and then you're surrounded by other fictional nations but germany exists it's existed <laughs> yeah. in both I, games
1: i i played that I, I played a bit of the first one and i remember seeing that there's a german song and it's in german but all the other countries and nations are all completely fictional and it's just, uh, it's just such a clash, like it never Germany explains is in this weird it. world.
2: It's really strange. Um, I also looked at Discovery Tour by Assassin's Creed colon Ancient Egypt, which is the best name. Oh, this is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, Assassin's Creed Oranges has been re- has renamed itself for this the solo release of Discovery Tour as Assassin's Creed Ancient Egypt, which would have made more sense in the first place.
1: This is their educational walk around egypt
2: exactly thing. so it's the museum tour guide um and it sounded really exciting when we learned about it last year because i think everyone agrees that assassin creed cities and 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 locations are st- spectacular and they're entirely wasted on these sort of semi-annual uh, or biannual releases so great they're going to make this sort of guided tour and talk about everything they learned What they've actually produced is a really... They clearly had no interaction with educators or educationalists in how to actually teach. So what they've done instead is just got a couple of extraordinarily slick voiceover artists to read out some notes that really don't explain or comprehend anything. So there's one of my favourites. Sorry, go on. I was going to say one of my favourite bits is when they read out a bunch of... um, Stuff about some boats, but don't tell you what they are, what they look like. Let me find it. Is here. Uh, Reed boats, felucas, triremes, and kirkurus were the most commonly found craft within the landlocked waters of Egypt, it tells you. And then shows you a picture of some children pulling a crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, great. It's, like, and it's, it's just the idea that this could be useful in schools doesn't really seem convincing to me there's another one this is your re- you're you're on a little tour of um uh the alexandria library library when it was called i forget that's how badly it taught me um and then this screen this, this is the information that's read out you can press the more info button which shows you exactly the same info no more at any point in the whole game um, it's just the same info written down, and the voice, slick voiceover man said, The earliest known and most complete armillary sphere of antiquity was the Metorial Scorpion of Alexandria, with an imposing nine rings compared to the three or four of most other astrolabes. <laughs> Thanks! That's brilliant, that's really taught me a lot. Doesn't explain any of its terms. Doesn't show you what the three or four ones might look like. There's no links to other further. It's just that sort of badness. It's just really badly done. And it's such a shame.
1: I've got an important question though. Yeah. Can you see the willies on the statues?
2: You, I think you know the answer to this question, and no, you can't. I broke this story, <laughs> and these these people have the temerity to say that I'm not a real journalist. <laughs> <laughs> this the, the original. So, Assassin's Creed: Oranges has a surprising feature of a lot of nudity, which I wasn't expecting. But in no way is it sort of garish or um, uh, it doesn't feel exploitative or anything like that. But there's loads of nude statues with willies and boobies because there would have been, and there's a few topless ladies here and there. Um, and and it didn't really mean anything or matter very much. But in this, they've all everything's been covered by seashells. But not well. <laughs> they've done it as badly as you could possibly imagine. They've just sort of stuck on the same seashell onto every statue texture in the game. And they're really awkwardly placed. Is
0: this, are the Steam forums and Reddit screaming about censorship?
2: Well, I hope. I do hope not. When I wrote up the story about it, I really tried to push hard on the fact that it's fairly obvious why they've done this. Because if they don't, then there's going to be some lunatic's screeching they let this in hundreds of children oh! d- d- no it's mean, just
0: not d- worth do the things trust. get covered up in art books now it seems extraordinary to me that
2: i but, but also at the same time if you ever found an art book in school which had a picture of a willy or a booby in it you certainly would have pointed it out to your friends and all had a giggle right yeah absolutely or exactly so
0: yeah
2: I don't know. It's, it's so it's such a shame. It's such a missed opportunity. But at the same time, as I said in when I wrote about it, I don't begrudge them doing it because I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been. And they spent four years recreating ancient Egypt to a degree that no one else has ever even attempted, mm. right down to the nipple, right to every little willy, and <laughs> um and and all you do is run around stabbing pretend people inside it, and not taking a blind bit of notice at how ridiculously accurate every building is. Um, and and everything, so they've gone. I, I can I can only imagine how annoying that must have been. So they've created this thing just to go look how hard we worked. And That's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. Is that I'll enough? Link to... Sorry. Is that enough games that I've played? That's enough. That's Whew. enough, John. Too right. many. Too many games. <laughs> I'll take one of them back.
0: I've just been playing Street Fighter Five, briefly. Yeah. Everyone should read the Brendan's attempts to be a good blanker They're very funny. Three days. Three days of Blanca. Three days of Blanca.
1: Three fights per day. No no moves learned. <laughs> uh, it's good. Street Fighter's fun. Um, and I even managed to win a few fights. I think more through a combination of lag and dirty tactics than anything else. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. And the rest of the time I've just been... Looking at the weather. (laughs) Talking about the weather.
2: What do our idiot listeners want to say about the weather? (laughs) Don't call them idiots. We need them. They know it's true.
1: It's not true. You're all lovely people. I love them. I love them in their ways. Let's find out, indeed, what... The very clever readers have to say about the weather. We asked, uh, snow, rain, fog or sandstorm, what games do weather well? And let's see, see there, I
2: hope someone wittily went, well, I think Doom is weathered well. <laughs>
1: oh, let's see. You might have been the only person to make that joke.
2: Fingers crossed. Um, we've got some people saying
1: Daggerfall.
2: Oh, of course, because they would answer any questions. That's on my bingo card. What's your favourite <laughs> game featuring swans with the colour purple and a neon tree? And they go, oh, Daggerfall.
0: Yeah, they're right as well.
2: Morrowind, Daggerfall, Daggerfall, Morrowind.
0: No, no, only Daggerfall. The only good Elder Scrolls game.
1: Move on. <laughs> we've, we've actually got someone who might, who might agree with you, John, but I think even more extreme. <gasps> Andrew Oakley says, I really wish games would not do weather.
2: Andrew Oakley's not an idiot. I take it all back.
1: If I've paid the best part of 50 quid, I want to be able to clearly see what I've paid for, not squint at it through some half-arsed rain or volumetric fog. The only exception is the rainy caravan site and everybody's gone to the rapture. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilariously appropriate, accurate, and makes a dreary caravan park look somehow more sparkly
0: and clean. So, there you are. You're not the only one who thinks weather is just annoying. You have to... um definitely link to my uh, article Tears in Rain, which is about everybody has gone to the rapture's weather. Uh, it's me at my most pretentious and reading it back just this morning I was like, I was joking about some of this, right? Because <laughs> God is pretentious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will link to that for sure. Um, let's see what else people have said. Uh, player unknown battlegrounds fog maps were very compelling says Frog Squadron. Too bad they removed those because people would dodge the games. Yeah, I've got a couple of people saying that they miss uh, Plunkbat's fog.
2: What about play Plunkbat but smear Vaseline all over your monitor?
0: Mm. I only ever put it my eyes closed.
2: Well, John, how do you feel about
1: Subnautica's fog then? Because it has un- underwater fog, doesn't it?
2: I was thinking Severn desperately needs better fogging. If, is, is there, if there's any game that really needs to return to the 90s smog, it's that game because of its pop-in is atrocious. Yeah. The fact that the game itself is so madly wonderful means I didn't care that much, but it still just looks stupid. Um, and if they just, you know, I, I would have no problems whatsoever with a f- short view distance underwater. What with that being real? <laughs> um, so it's really odd that they didn't do that.
1: A big bat says i have a strange fondness for loading up complicated flight sims whacking the weather to apocalyptic and just cruising around i'm rubbish at these games a bit scared of flying but i seem to find careering around in a mad game storm quite cathartic
2: nice i once flew out of chicago o'hare and the plane took off around the outside of a thunderstorm and it went it flew around it this thundercloud and out the window, I just had this permanent view of the inside of a thundercloud. It was the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen in my life, because uh, it wasn't just like the occasional flash; it was non-stop lightning activity. And I was like, I was in the aisle seat with my nose pressed to the window. <laughs> it was no one else was looking, and I wanted to scream, "Everyone, this is the best thing I've ever seen!" Why are you reading your books? <laughs>
1: that would terrify me, man. I'm oh, not I even was... scared of flying and. I wouldn't want to fly through a storm.
2: It was so beautiful. Oh my goodness! Um, So I agree with our listener there. I'm learning an important lesson about the intelligence of our listeners today.
1: You are, you are. (laughs) I think, I think, he Paul, a big bat should play uh, some
0: away. if you like. That
1: sounds good. Going through if you like, but he can't
0: whack up the weather to apocalyptic. He has to actually chase down real world apocalyptic weather.
2: Unless he develops a machine that can control real world weather. Um. No,
0: but you just need to teleport.
1: You can teleport your little boat wherever you want. Okay. Um let's see. Uh someone's just said Pokemon Go, which is
2: a <laughs> Which <Wow. laughs> <This> is a
1: <laughs> decent answer. Um a lot of people saying the Witcher 3. The Witcher 3's wind is extraordinary, says Dashing Dorm. But also High Football
0: Manager. Oh. Uh, I've told this story before, right? About the uh the person who does the weather for Football Manager now? Uh,
2: you might We'd have. probably stopped listening last there's, time as well.
0: There's a person at uh, Sports Interactive who um, spends all their time, well I don't know if it's all their time, but who has a job which is to model weather for a Football Manager and uh, they look at real world weather um, trends, they look at altitude, uh, they try to map it as realistically as possible So when you have a match, it looks at the stadium exactly where it is in the world and not only does it then, it doesn't just then say, okay, here are the probabilities of this weather or this weather happening. It actually knows if a storm was moving through that area that week and where it might have landed now. So it actually models the weather uh, in in the game and then when you get to a match day, it works out exactly where storm fronts are moving and what the wind is and what the temperature is, which is incredible. So it does everything that sail away the sailing sim does. Yeah, but it's but it generates it. It's not using real world, it's using real world probabilities to generate weather. So Yeah. It's very cool.
1: Um The Bearded Buccaneer says snow in the division.
0: Oh yeah. That's
1: that's uh, actually really good, yeah. Yeah. When that blizzard rolls in and it starts to settle on your character's clothes, and then there's a little drooling emoji. Um I yeah, I think the snow in the division is very, very good. Especially in Survival mode. It's creepy. John would hit it because it's very foggy and you can't see anyone shooting at you.
2: I don't... I don't know how my reputation... for I don't mind weather, I just mind... No, you hate weather, John. ...needlessly weather. changing it without having optimized your game for all weather states. Hates hate like. weather
0: and thinks it should be daylight hate, 24 hours a day.
2: I hate real world weather. <laughs> I'm vehemently opposed to that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Ice Cream Jones says the recent Mad Max didn't get a lot of love, hey. but the Storm's
2: blimey. Blimey is the right word. That is is exactly what Max would say. But did you not get to a point where the Storm's going, oh, bloody hell, I was in the middle of a thing again. I right? didn't mind. I, I really enjoyed that game
0: Uh, on a whole. I, I think it does have my favourite skyboxes ever. I just loved looking at the sky, and then every now and then I'd be like, oh, I'm supposed to be driving a car it was fine <laughs> got a couple of people saying um dragon age inquisition
1: had um god i don't good, even remember good weather at the storm coast
0: which i think is oh yeah dragon yeah, age yeah yeah i've um, forgotten that completely though
1: i could say if you've gotten past the first bit of dragon age inquisition you've got a better pain threshold
0: than i do i liked it but i'm a solitary person in that i think well not solitary but it's a lonely place to be let's see
1: is there any other interesting ones just just millions and millions of people saying the witcher 3
0: oh oh i see someone mentioning gta gta 4 and 5 do really mm. good weather actually uh props for that i love how in gta 4 and it's same in 5 but 4 is the one that first i think um just being on the streets and it starts to rain and everyone just pulling their brollies out i just always like that it's just makes it feel more alive yeah i like this there's a mod that you can get for skyrim that makes it
1: whenever it um it rains or snows very heavily people start putting on hoods <laughs> or uh, or if they're if they're people who work outside they'll go inside it's um, which i always thought was really good but yes um cradger yeah, is I always find the storms and Christmas snow in GTA 4 to be amazingly atmospheric. It really awakens New York City aesthetic. Driving around during a storm at night, listening to the radio, usually doing some taxi jobs, adds to the role playing. So I think that's it's pretty good shot. Um, we've not we've got lots more, but uh, they're they're
2: all rubbish from idiots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I didn't want to say so but no they're they're good but I'm not I'm not reading them because we've run out of time.
2: <laughs> we run out of time in the infinite spread of internet in front of us.
1: <laughs> we've run out of time. These these are an hour long or sometimes an hour and 5 minutes or sometimes an hour and 15 minutes but no more. Okay? So that's it. Um, the day night cycle is complete. If you have any topics or themes to suggest that you would like us to talk about, you can do that. Send them to podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. If you want to check us out on Twitter or Facebook, we're there at rockpapershot. We are individually on Twitter as well. Adam, who do you be on Twitter? Non economical. John, who do you be on Twitter?
2: At botherer.
1: I'm at Brendy underscore C. If you like us, give us a like, etc. Or review us. Um, or review us it's... individually.
2: Don't review the podcast. Yeah, it's come to our Twitter. And come just...
0: to my, yeah Twitter and review. Not just my contributions to the podcast, but my entire life.
2: Yeah. What would you give yourself out of 100? What PC Gamer score would you give yourself, Adam?
0: Um, it, it varies from day to day. Today I feel like I'm low 60s, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but
2: tomorrow I might be ninety five. Ooh. You might be it might be a looking glass game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh what about you, Brendan?
1: I'm a solid fifty because I believe in using the whole skill.
2: See that's why I said PC gamer score. I was specific. You're marking out of you're marking from fifty to a hundred. And seventy five. I was gonna I'm gonna give myself a modest high seventies. Although really <laughs> yeah, was... I'm a mid eighties.
1: Um, alright, that's it. Everybody go home now. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.